This is This Island Postpartum, which is a podcast and audio diary about um, the early days of new motherhood or parenthood or the time right after having a baby. Um, I'm Amy Bornman. I'm a writer. I'm a designer. I'm a poet. And I'm also now a mom for the first time. I had a baby a week ago, and I'm starting this project um, because I just feel like I have to and want to, and it's it's what's going on. Who knows how long it'll go or what it will be, but planning to have some episodes that are sort of like an audio diary where they're just me talking, and then other episodes that are interviews with other people who have visited this island postpartum (laughs) Um, and maybe also some birth workers or experts I don't know yet I don't know a lot of things about what this will be but for now um, this episode is an audio diary of dispatches from the first week of my son's life Um, and I hope if you listen that it will whether you've had a baby or not, that it will make you feel um, less alone and that it will, if you've ever felt like you were on an island in whatever experience you've been in, that, um, that it will just feel like a little message in a bottle from me to you. So... This is the first episode, week one. Onward. I'm sitting in a blue gliding rocking chair, which is actually the same one I was rocked in as a newborn. Um, And I have my newborn son, Thomas, on my lap. He was nursing... And then he just sort of slumped down, and now he's asleep. And he probably should eat more, but he's just so calm. And he is... Today is Sunday. He was born on Thursday. So how many days is that for? He's four days old. So I've been his mother on the outside for four days. And already I feel like time is like slipping away and also very stopped. It's very strange. And my breasts feel very weird. (laughs) They're uh, like rock hard And I don't think my milk has, like, let down yet, but it seems like it's sort of building up. So that is, among all of the strange new physical sensations, we'll just add it to the pile. I'm sitting in his bedroom, his nursery, which we're not using that much right now except for changing. And this rocking chair makes sort of a good nursing station for the daytime. Because sitting in bed kind of hurts right now. Um, because I'm still really sore. And I my stitches from the episiotomy I needed at the last minute, those are still healing. So it's good to find seats that don't hurt. Oh, just turned his head. Yeah. Just when I keep trying to um, remember how this feels, gotta get some data, personal data. I'll check back in later. Oh, Tommy. 
okay, buddy. It's okay. Why are you crying? Oh. I'm in bed. Um with my baby in a in the Solly baby wrap, which is basically just like a long piece of fabric that you wrap in a certain way so that they're kind of like back in the womb. He's very cozy. Um, and I'm pretty comfy too. Um, we've had an interesting few days where my milk came in kind of late and all at once to the point where my breasts were engorged, which is such a gross word um, that very well describes how terrible it felt. Um, where basically it came in so much that it got, it all got stuck and, um, it made my breasts like rock hard and really painful. And it also made it so that my baby couldn't get any milk out of them because they were like really weird. Um, and meanwhile, I think also he hadn't really been, he either hadn't been latching well or just was sort of like a slow eater before so it turns out that um Tommy really hadn't been getting enough food for a while um and I and I was sort of suspecting that but also I think there's there's so many new things um when you're with a newborn and you're like not sleeping so like half the things you are super worried about and half the things you like kind of give the benefit of the doubt um and you sort of just like have to hope it's working because you don't know and so that's sort of how I felt about breastfeeding. We were earnestly doing it every two or three hours, trying really hard. It didn't feel like it was going perfectly, but it was almost like too scary to think about like, well, what if it's not going well? So the engorgement was the breaking point. Um, and I sort of panicked because it was extreme pain um, and pain that I really wasn't expecting and hadn't like mentally prepared myself for. Um, and it really upset me and it and it felt like hitting a wall. Um, so I cried a lot and I sort of, I panicked, I think. Um, but it was also, I'm now I'm really glad it happened because it um, sort of alerted me to this feeling like something isn't right. Um, and at first I didn't equate the engorgement with Tommy not getting enough milk. Um, but I think the reason that it happened is that he wasn't like... Um, able to get milk out fast enough or something. It's all, it's all related. Um, so I had a really terrible night just like keeping trying to nurse with these like horribly painful breasts and panic and just like crying and crying and crying and scared it would never feel okay again. And, um, and Tommy was really fussy cause he was so hungry, so hungry. Um, and couldn't get any food. And I, I sort of like half-heartedly tried to like pump or hand express um but I didn't know how there's so many things you have to like learn in the moment that are hard and techniques and take time to learn but you like need it that minute so uh, I think that was the low point of my so far how many like five days of postpartum experience but it was that night um so the next day I called or texted um, an older mom who lives in my neighborhood who I've um, who's just like a wonderful mother and she's a birth worker um, but also just like a, a person I know I can trust so I texted her and said um, do you have time to talk with me I'm struggling with engorgement and I just want to know if you have any tips um, and as soon as she called me I just like explained and, and cried and she was the most gentle um, person and told me what to focus on, which I think is what I needed because I'd also spent the night like over researching what to do and feeling really overwhelmed. And I think I just needed like a human voice to tell me out of all the things it's telling you to do and all the things it's telling you could happen, here's what will probably happen. Here's what you should do. And this is what it'll look like. Um, so that's what she did for me. Um, and I left that conversation feeling a lot better, um, and then spent that day just still, oops, just got a notification. I spent the rest of that day just, like, still trying to feed Tommy with these engorged breasts, um, 
and they were getting a little better, but I still felt like Tommy just like wasn't comfortable and wasn't getting enough food. Um, and meanwhile, he, um, there was like a little, his like umbilical cord looked a little weird cause it was starting to separate and it was sort of pussy. So I was like, okay, I have a couple of things. Um, a few questions I can call the pediatrician and ask. Um, oh, because he was also sort of looking a little yellow, more and more yellow, um, which is an indicator of jaundice, which is a buildup of, oh, it starts with a B. It's like bilbitrin or something um, because the liver can't function. There's something in breast, I don't know. Look it up, jaundice. Um, so again, so many things to learn. Like, why am I learning about jaundice? Why am I reading like textbook information about jaundice with no sleep? And this human, is like, oh man. Anyway, um, so I finally called the pediatrician and I asked my three questions, which were, my baby's umbilical cord looks weird, um, the jaundice, and what was my third question? Oh, this was the big thing. He hadn't pooped in like three days and we kept waiting for the poop and it just wasn't coming. And something I read somewhere said like, oh, you know, some babies poop a lot and some don't poop at all. So don't worry about it. But I just felt weird. I was like, this can't be good that he's not pooping. Um, so that was my third question was like, I just like, I, my baby hasn't pooped in three days. I don't know if that's normal. I don't know if it's not like really that it should have been ringing alarm bells in my head. But I think because of the sleepness, sleeplessness, it was just another thing where I was like, um, like, I hope this is okay. I hope, I hope everything is okay. Um, so then later that night we get a call back from the pediatrician and she was like, I don't really care about the umbilical cord, but you have to show me this baby because the poop is a big deal. And we were like, oh, okay. So we very quickly like got on a video call with the pediatrician. And this is at like 7 p.m. Like she's about to leave. Um, oh, also this pediatrician is one of, we've met her twice and she's one of the best people I've ever met. Um, she it was, It's like if I could write a character that would be a pediatrician it would be her like she was just so confident and warm and made us feel so good but also like this is you need to do this like telling us what to do so anyway she we got on this video call with the doctor and in our kitchen and we like held up the baby and showed him to her and um and we weighed him and it turns out he'd lost a lot more weight than um desired from his birth weight like 15 he's down 15 percent of his weight or something um which is really bad and she basically was like really glad you caught this now if it goes on any longer you're gonna have to go to the hospital like um this the time is now we need to work on this so here's what you're gonna do um basically the plan was to like pump as much breast milk as I could and then whatever I couldn't produce supplement with formula to get to a certain amount of ounces at each feeding every two hours, basically until he gains the weight back, um, which is a really rigorous um, schedule. Like normal baby breastfeeding is basically also that rigorous, but it's every two to three hours and you go by the baby's hunger cues and it's like a little more laid back. This is like, you have to get this many ounces every two hours. Don't skip a feeding. Like he could get really sick, you know? So it was, it was a lot to absorb the information going from, I hope everything's okay to everything's not okay. And here's what we have to do. Um, and when we got off the phone with the doctor, I just like, Isaiah was like, okay, we have to get blah, blah, blah. And I was sort of like, I just need a minute to absorb this change. Like, everything has already been so scary and so hard. And I've had to suspend my disbelief so many times and make guesses. And now I'm learning that something I was doing or not doing or something is hurting my baby. And obviously that causes me sadness and grief and... um yeah, I just sort of needed a minute to like adjust to the new plan. But it also felt so good to have a plan finally and be told exactly what to do and how to do it and 
you know, to have the task set before me without a textbook, just from a person, um, that felt so good and exactly what I needed. So that was last night. Um, and so the night was hard, but like we did it, like I had this hand pump and I have a haka. And so like every two hours I would pump and whatever I could pump, I would give to the baby. And if we needed more ounces, we, Isaiah ran to Target and got like Similac formula formula and we gave him formula to supplement. And Tommy was so much less fussy, um, kind of shocked by like having to eat a lot of food all at once, but like he slept way better in between. Um, and I also just felt like so calmed by the, just having a plan, the feeling of having a plan. Um, so then in the morning we went to the doctor cause she like, she was like, do this all night and then come in first thing tomorrow and I'll look at him. Um, and she said like, yes, it's going well, keep going, do this same thing, come back Thursday. Um, so glad we caught it. Like the jaundice isn't bad. And if you do this, it'll get better. If you hadn't done it, it would have gotten worse, you know, just like all these things. Um, affirming the like seriousness of the situation but also that like it's going to be okay um which I also really appreciated um so that's where we are and today we're still just sort of going through our pumping and formula and um feeding routine but I feel so much more relief just knowing what the plan is and following it um and I do feel some anxiety about whether or not we'll be able to get back to breastfeeding after bottle feeding to get through this. Um, Obviously, I'd like to breastfeed. And either way, the priority is to use my breast milk. So I'll either pump and bottle feed or, um, you know, some combination of whatever we need to do. But ideally, we would get back to breastfeeding um, eventually just because it's, you know, it's what's what the body does. Um, But I feel like though I feel anxious about that, I also feel a lot of peace. Um, and I had a moment too, where I felt a little disappointed that we have to use formula because it's such a like people make such a big deal. Like I don't want to use formula, but you know, when it comes down to your baby needs to eat or he's going to (laughs) die, you know, it's like, obviously it's like when the, um, I didn't want to get an episiotomy, but they were like, the baby's heart rate is dropping and we need him out on the next contraction. So are you okay if we cut you? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Please cut me, like get this baby out. Um, that cut wasn't painful and using formula isn't painful either. So, um, yeah, it's just all a lot to, it's so much adapting constantly and like trying to absorb so much information and make so many small decisions and learn what you can but it's from a million different sources and um I think I'm I'm still really every day's challenges honestly just make things feel harder (laughs) than they already were and they were already hard but we're doing it. We're we're surviving. So that's my that's the update from today. Yeah. Baby still in the wrap, very cozy. A little sweaty. But, you know. It is what it is. Okay. Talk to you later. Happy child. 
the sweet little boy you are, Tommy boy, Tommy boy, Tommy boy. Oops. So last drop. Come on. Wow, you really closed your lips there. Okay, that can be it. That can be good. in the days since giving birth that my voice is hoarse from screaming <laughs> um, and my arms are so sore and I don't I'm not sure why my arms are sore it's either from like grabbing onto the bed frame while pushing um, or just from like trying to lift and carry the baby around combined with like general extreme muscle fatigue of all of my muscles but those two things I expected my legs to be sore and obviously my um whole pelvic region to be in a lot of pain but my arms and my voice were the surprises I've been sort of spiraling um researching breast milk production and pumping. Um, I go into this like Mondo research mode where I, you know, just like read every conceivable angle about whatever thing I'm like worried about. Um, and it's like this insatiable need for information, but it ends up usually making me feel just more confused. Um, and, and also usually, like, scared, <laughs> because people are often like, if you don't do this, then X, Y, Z bad thing will happen. So, because of our um, trying to get Tommy's birth weight, or back to his birth weight, um, I have to pump at least eight times a day breast milk, um, so that we know exactly how much he's getting. Because when you breastfeed, it's, like, basically impossible to know how much they're getting at each feeding and you just sort of go on the indicators of how healthy they are and how they're growing and those indicators were poor for us so that's why I sort of had to make this shift but it's my milk production is not great it's not terrible but it's not um stellar so obviously that um realizing that sort of led to this sort of existential feeding anxiety of like do I am I making what I need to make and am I doing the wrong thing and how do I fix it um so I've been reading lots of message boards and learning um and feeling anxious um and also pumping for hours of the day and it's painful and I only have this hand pump right now because you get a free um, really nice pump from insurance with the Affordable Care Act, but I forgot to, you can't get it until you have your baby. You have to call them and say, I had my baby, send me my pump. And in the whirlwind of, um, newborn, whatever, that just didn't feel like a high priority. I didn't think I would need it right away. Um, so I called them yesterday and luckily they're sending it in two day shipping, but still, I only have this hand pump. And the hand pump is fine, but it's, I have to squeeze it with my hand, and it's, like, tiring and loud. It sounds like a flock of geese. I, um, and it, and it just hurts. It's, um, it hurts. So, like every other new thing, this thing is hard, and it's all, like, it's giving me resolve and making me feel like I have to do this and I'm I want to do it but it also just makes me feel um sort of fragile and vulnerable and sad and like I just obviously wanted it to be simple and it's just not simple and I knew it wouldn't be but I wanted it to be um but you know there's probably something beautiful to learn in that and I'm sure that 
in two or three weeks I'll look back at this and with more information and I don't know feel some compassion for where I am now but also less anxiety um and you know whatever way Tommy needs to be fed is gonna be fine formula is great exclusively pumping is great exclusively breastfeeding is great some combination of all three is great so I'm all I really want to know is what it's going to be and how it's going to I need a plan and right now it doesn't feel like there's a plan but we're going back to the doctor tomorrow and she's going to assess his weight gain and hopefully we're pumping him up pump it up Tommy pump it up he's beside me in a little snuggle me pillow lounger which babies love this lounger and it's one of those things that like people used to use for babies to sleep through the night and then they decided it wasn't safe anymore but he loves it so part of me is like why can't he just sleep in this all the time so many things like that he's so cozy always stretching his little arms deep breaths I'm on the couch in the living room and I'm breastfeeding Tommy. Um, feels sort of miraculous to be successfully breastfeeding because we've had quite the little odyssey. Not it's not unusual what we've been trying to figure out, but it feels um complicated. But I think struggling with breastfeeding is really common, especially if evidenced by the um, message boards I've been reading, which are just a crazy place on the internet. Um, I could I could talk. I have, I have a lot of thoughts about pregnancy and now postpartum message boards, which I think a lot of moms have thoughts on. Because there's the people that post on them, which if nobody posted on them, they wouldn't exist. But then there's also the lurkers like me who probably I I would be very surprised with myself if I ever like posted something on a message board. Um but I know get, because I am one there's a lot of people that read them that aren't posting on them. Um and either way it's like it's such its own little strange culture with little acronyms like you you call your baby LO which is little one, and you call your husband D.H., which is, I think, dear husband or something. Um, which I'm like, why don't you just say my baby, my husband? But anyway. And and it's it's like often women in crisis reaching out into the void for help in the very, like, you've got male-esque fashion. Um, and it's kind of beautiful, but also really bewildering. Because women share really vulnerable things. Um, They also ask like really answerable questions that like a simple Google search could answer. But I think they're looking for that like human to human contact. Um, And even myself, I'm I like look through them and I'm like, why am I still reading this? Like I don't I think there's a desire for camaraderie um, that can be found there. Anyway, that's a digression. Um, I'm breastfeeding. Isaiah just took the dog to the dog park and went to Target to pick up our curbside order, which is full of Gatorade and um, cookies. I've I've been wanting to eat a lot of cookies. Uh oh. How are you doing, Tommy? Are you gonna get squirmy? It's okay. You're doing really good. Um lots of cookies so I'm alone at home which is why um I'm able to record and I am breastfeeding my baby we had quite the scare which I sort of talked about where he was super underweight um and then we had to pump and bottle feed so that we knew and use formula to supplement so that one, we could figure out how much supply I had of breast milk. 
um, and two, so that we could like make sure he was getting enough ounces every day because when you're breastfeeding, you literally just don't know how much food the baby's getting. So we had a really positive pediatrician appointment yesterday. Again, just so encouraging. This pediatrician is like my hero now. Um, and she basically said like, he's back in the safe zone. You guys did exactly what you needed to do. I basically put you through torture. <laughs> like, congratulations, you helped your baby. Like now you can kind of go back to the normal, like experimental, um, like it's okay if you don't know exactly how many ounces he got every day, basically. Um, so we're still, I'm still pumping, um, and we're still supplementing with formula a little bit because it does seem like my supply is a little bit low, hoping it'll keep growing. Um, but we're back to sort of trying to breastfeed a lot, um, which has been, I thought it would be like more of a blissful return and it hasn't been bad. Like in the daytime, he does really well and he likes to eat a lot. But the night was just so bad. Like he just, we're, we were doing every two hour feedings and that was during the crazy torture time. Now we're back to every two to three hours. So a little more wiggle room. Three hours feels dramatically different from two hours in terms of, um, you know, just like having enough time to like go to the bathroom and drink some water. And because if you, if you have two hours between feedings and it takes like, 30 minutes to feed the baby slash pump 30 minutes plus and then there's all these other baby tasks like the baby's crying we have to soothe him that takes a while we have to change him blah 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 you end up with like little pockets of 20 minutes to take care of yourself and eat food and like think and those pockets vanish really quickly and then all of a sudden you're like oh I have to feed the baby again and it's such an ordeal every time and exhausting and um those were really hard days and nights but it was short you know it was short but really bad so last night I thought it would be great because I thought the baby would just like breastfeed and be soothed and whatever but he just kept like getting really frustrated because I think there's we have some nipple confusion going on so he's been like switching from breast to bottle and I think in the nighttime when he's sleepy he gets frustrated that the breast is not as easy as the bottle but in the daytime he seems willing to be more persistent because it just takes a little while for the milk to flow at the breast apologies if this is not what you wanted to hear about but if you're listening to a postpartum podcast you probably are okay to think about lactation um, I, I don't know that I'm okay to be thinking about lactation as much as I am, but yeah. And that's the problem is like, I just feel it's so invasive and so, um, I just feel a little bit like my, my personal dignity is sort of being, messed with and I think breastfeeding is really beautiful and I'm really glad that I can do it and I'm amazed that my baby is growing because of you know the same amazement of growing a baby in your body is the amazement of nourishing a baby with your body like all of these things are crazy but they also just like take you over in ways that are uncomfortable and like just sort of make you feel weird Maybe not everybody feels that way, but I, I'm feeling that way. Um, I'm feeling that way, and I'm also feeling powerful, and, you know, I'm feeling both ways about it. About everything, I'm feeling both ways. Um, but I'm also just sort of amazed at how, like, easy it has felt or not easy but just like essential it has felt to ask for help um like I had a appointment with a lactation specialist yesterday and it was like it was so nice to just sit there with somebody and talk about what's going on they know they've seen so many different cases from so many different people they have the advice to give you they help you make a plan I think 
I think the hardest thing for me has been wanting a plan and not knowing how to make a plan by myself, like needing a, a extra brain, an extra knowledgeable brain to help me make the plan so that then I can carry out the plan. Because if I'm trying to make the plan by myself or I'm talking it through with Isaiah, like we don't know all the different interventions, all the different ways to go about it. We could, we do spend time researching, but it's like so confusing. Um, I'm just like realizing that the support that's available for postpartum people is like truly essential. Um, especially in terms of like feeding and baby's health and my health. Like I called in about my stitches feeling weird and got really good advice. And, you know, it's like the opposite of the message board um, <laughs> where on the message board, you're just like talking to other bewildered people and everybody's like, this worked for me, but I don't know. And then the opposite of the message board, I guess, is the expert call you know and I've been really comforted by the expert call but very intrigued by the message board and you know everything belongs there's there's space for anecdotal peer-to-peer help and there's space for calling your medical provider about your stitches feeling weird you know (laughs) like both of those belong um yeah so I, I really liked meeting with the lactation consultant and she was really, um, everybody's just so warm. Like the people that help women after they have babies, I think are just sort of like good people. <laughs> Maybe not every midwife or every like birth worker is a good person, but it does sort of seem like a a warm place in the world, a very maternal, obviously, you know, like very, um, not, I mean, yes, feminine, but, um, hmm, what's the word? Yeah, just wisdom. (sighs) Anyway, still breastfeeding. We've been together for a week, me and Tommy, a week and a day. I think he's just incredible. I've been thinking a lot about, like, mom bloggers and, like, what it means to talk about, you know, like, I'm I'm sharing maybe more um, candidly and profusely than I expected myself to about this experience. Um, but I've always been kind of like a nonfiction writer. It's not unusual for me to like use the things I'm experiencing in the moment, like shortly after, um, to make things. In fact, that's like, that is what I do. Most of my work is pretty immediate. I don't like write about the thing 10 years later. I, I write about it when it's happening. So this is... I'm in it, and it's when it's when the work is there for me. Um, and I think, like, when you're talking about parenthood, you can talk about your kids, or you can talk about yourself, um, or you can talk about both. And I think I don't really want to talk about my kid. I think I want to, you know, like, his life is his own but my life is my own. Um, And I want to talk about my life in the way that I can as an artist and as a person and as a friend. Um, So I'm already starting to like think about that, about how I share things about Tommy without like sharing Tommy too much. Um, So I'll just say that he's a He's a baby and I love him and it's really special to get to to have already spent a week with him and have it feel so long and so short and so precious and already gone. Um, but now we get our second week and then our third week and then our first whole year and a whole life together. It's crazy. He's my kid. 
we gave him his first bath. It was very fun. He, he like, didn't hate it. He cried, but... And we just, like, we didn't use the baby bathtub. I just, like, got in the bath and held him, and Isaiah, we, like, rubbed him with a washcloth. And he really liked being, like, mostly submerged in the warm water. So that was sort of a nice... That was a nice time. Just trying hard to, like, not freak out at the nighttime eat enough food, drink enough water, not eat too many cookies, but like eat as many cookies as I want <laughs> and talk to friends, but also be quiet and also just like enjoy my time with my baby, but not like force myself to like turn off every part of my brain, you know, and some of that has happened automatically, but I'm trying to be careful to give myself space to just, like, do things I want to do and not think about him sometimes. But I basically am thinking about him all the time. And he's, like, on my body all the time, so that is also... It all belongs. Okay, I'm just going to be quiet for a while, breastfeeding. Bye. survived the first week plus because Tommy's 10 days old now um, and things are starting to feel a little better I don't think I'm experiencing postpartum depression which I thought I would um, definitely baby blues and maybe it'll set in I don't know I don't want to like assume that it won't, <laughs> but I was really worried about that because I have OCD and anxiety on a good day, you know, so, um, yeah, I feel, I feel okay. I feel, um, you know, still sort of shattered and terrified and sad a lot of the time, but, um, also really happy and really um, I guess, like, safer than I thought I would feel. Um, and we're getting the hang of things, like, sleeping longer stretches at night. We got him into his, um, bassinet sleeping, which is so good. Way better. Um, and breastfeeding's going better. It's not perfect, um, but, you know, feels a little less like flying blind. Um, yeah, and we're just getting used to each other. I still am sort of bewildered that this is my life, but I also look at him and I just, he's very beautiful to me, my kid. And I'm excited for him to keep growing and sad that he's going to keep growing and, um, I'm excited for me to keep growing, too. Um, and I have started to sort of feel anxiety about um, when Isaiah will have to go back to work, which isn't soon. He has a couple more weeks at home. He has a really nice amount of paternity or parental leave. Is it called paternity leave? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, parental leave. Um, but already it's, like, just so good to be home together that I feel some, like, um, early separation anxiety, I think. But, you know, that makes sense. That seems normal. Um, and also I'm just so happy that Tommy's getting the food he needs and that he's growing and he's pooping a lot, which is a good sign and, um... He's so much less fussy than he was when he was really hungry. Um, so I'm sad that he suffered for a little while, but I'm also just glad for all the support we got to help help it get better. So, man, what a wild 10 days.
I'm still exhausted. I feel a little bit... (laughs) I don't know how I feel. I wrote a poem. I wrote two poems today. One about Thomas's name and one about labor. Maybe I'll read the poem. Maybe I'll read the labor poem. That sounds like kind of a fun thing to do. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up on the iPad. Oh, there's the episode of The Office I was watching. Okay. Google Docs. It's in this document. Scroll down. I wrote a whole manuscript about pregnancy. And the last poems are going to be about labor and birth. Oh, is it not updated? Come on. I'm finding my way. Aha, okay. Poem's called Labor. You can't remember pain. You inhabit it like a tent pitched quickly in the rain. Try to survive the night. Then, in the morning, you leave that place behind, never to return. I remember thinking very clearly, I will never do this again. Now, with fear and trembling, I hope or know I will. But that labyrinthine walk, my trembling arms and legs, the wild sensation of my water breaking in that disco-lit bathtub, and the full moon I gazed at when I paused for a contraction, walking to the car. Strange forward momentum, the feeling I may die inside the night's terrible plod toward morning. No deep breathing could deliver me. I realized they all lied. The only way out is through and through and underneath until you're bleeding at the bottom of the well looking up. Why on earth would I return? And how could I not? So I wrote that poem today. And I'm really glad I did because like it says how you can't remember pain I already can't remember so many of the small things about how I felt and how it felt and what it was. And and I think that was like, that's part of the, the hope for making these audio, audio diary entries. And um, I have a terrible memory, so I, I, um, I require immediacy. I... Um, I have to, like, get things down in the moment as quick as I can. Um, And so I'm trying to get this down. And I'm also trying to be okay with letting parts of it slip away. Especially because that can be self-protective, too. And maybe I don't need to remember everything about what it felt like to give birth to Tommy. Um, But I did it. And I did it unmedicated. And I pushed for longer than an hour and he was crowning for like 15 or 20 minutes, which was so painful, and I did it. He was born, and um, I'm really proud of myself and my body and really bewildered, and, you know, I'll talk more some other time about my birth story, probably, or maybe I won't. Who knows? But, yeah, I'm trying, as the as the time gets further and further, 10 days isn't very long, but it's also kind of a lifetime. Um, I'm just trying to, like, keep reflecting as much as I want to. Um, and trying to, like, grasp at those details. But also just enjoy exactly where I am, the moment I'm in, which doesn't have contractions or pain or you know I don't know that I need to remember the pain or I don't think I can so yeah that's my update I've been 
eating so many pastries. That has been like the theme of our postpartum experience is just eating a lot of pastries, um, <laughs> which I give myself a free pass for because I need extra calories for breastfeeding. Um, and a friend brought over a babka and it was delicious and another friend brought over soup and apple butter and other things and I'm like eating a lot of cereal and trying to drink enough water and everything still feels so scattered and so um, unusual and not like normal life but I think I think we're exactly where we need to be and I'm really grateful for that I'm grateful for a healthy baby who is a delight and very beautiful. I'm grateful that the dog is adjusting well. We have a big dog, Bobo, um, like 100 pounds, and he's been so gentle and not crazy, which I'm glad. And I'm so grateful for Isaiah, who's already the most wonderful dad for Tommy, which I knew he would be, but you know, it's really moving to see your husband become a dad when they're the person before your child is born, they're like the person you love the most, maybe. For me, it sort of feels that way. And now I have two people I love the most and they love each other too. And that's really, really something. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all really something. So yeah, now just keeping going in the first month, the fourth trimester letting it just be whatever it is and hoping to um yeah keep absorbing it and seeing it as much as i can tommy's asleep So that is the end of this first episode of This Island Postpartum. Um, This has been an audio diary episode, so it was all just me, Amy, talking about the first week of my son's life. Um, I wanted to let you know that this podcast is going to have two hosts, um, myself, Amy Bornman, and then also Sophia Cardillo, um, who's a birth doula and an artist and um, a really, really good friend of mine. Um, So... We're going to be working on this together. Um, I'm really excited to have such a great conversation partner as her. Um, And I also wanted to let you know that not every episode will be like this. There's going to be conversations. And also, I really want to do interviews. Um, So if you are a person who has had a baby, um, or if you haven't, and you have thoughts or feelings about postpartum as a concept or experience, um, we would really love to talk with you in a, you know, a pretty like free-flowing, low-key, not scary conversation. Um, So if you want to talk about postpartum, um, just reach out to us. We have a website, we have an Instagram, all the info is, you know, you can find it through our probably the same way you found this um more details to come but yeah we would love to hear from you so until next time bye